Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Y'all give me all the shit, all the shit, for like a year about this. FBI is watching, NSA is watching, everybody's watching. Y'all like had me in an aluminum foil hat, put baby in a corner, <laughs> all this shit. And now everybody's making memes, everybody's retweeting. And who the fuck came up with this first? Okay, well, it wasn't like you didn't invent this. I feel like that's a bold claim to be like, I invented the idea of being afraid of security. Like, NSA agents watching every, my every move. Who put it out on the podcast? <sighs> Who had the aluminum hat first? Who's had band-aids? I mean, I, I wasn't the first one to make a short film about band-aids, but I'm just saying. I've been afraid for so long. Tom has been here. He's been listening. Sure. But don't you and feel now, like now you're part of, like, a bigger community now that people are getting, you know, what you've been saying this whole time? Isn't that okay. rewarding? To be fair, I do feel heard. I do feel respected <laughs> and feel listened to. But I also feel like y'all are just making fun of me. I mean, absolutely. That's what's <laughs> like, I'm retweeting them because I feel like... <laughs> Someone is finally understanding me, but I also feel like y'all are in a separate group chat, just being like, those motherfuckers <laughs> finally retweeting these things. And I feel like you're also sending them to my therapist. Like, it's not cool. <laughs> Damn. That's, I I'm mean, just that's saying. And it's also, different. this whole time, I've been very set on the fact that Tom has been a one-on-one -on -one deal. Like, we've had a special connection. <laughs> and now, y'all are saying that it's not just him and I. Like, you think that he just, like, has other people? What? Him. Changing browser windows, changing tabs. You think he has a caseload? I don't understand. You think he's got more than me? That we were friends. <laughs> now, all this time I've been afraid, and now you think, like, what, this connection that we have isn't special? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I thought we had something. Todd? <laughs> And now, like, the image that I've had of Tom has been this, <laughs> like, MySpace. omnipresent thing. <laughs> no, I haven't even thought it was MySpace, and now you put it into my head that it's MySpace, and now I'm more afraid. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. From the fucking beginning of this podcast, we were talking about Tom. The reason I call him Tom is because we were talking, because it reminded me of Tom from MySpace. <laughs> I can't believe this whole time. This whole time when we talk about Tom, my brain, it's like, Tom from MySpace. That is who we're talking about. He's your, he's your guy. And it's a funny joke. And you weren't no. in on this bit? Oh my god, Alex. No! How many I of just, my jokes like, have just gone off <laughs> over your head? Like, what a typical, like, white-collar name than, like, but Tom. But Tom is Tom. Like, Tom for, like, he is the Tom. There's only one Tom. You've had this fucking long con. This whole time I thought we were on the same page here. 
Like, Tom Cody. from MySpace, when he was, uh, like, he ma- fucking made MySpace. His name was Tom. Like, it wasn't, like, a first name, last name. He was the Tom. That's it. No, Cody, I am, I am aware <laughs> of my, I, I invented my, like, I, no. Wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I cannot keep this cryptid bit going. Um, <laughs> um, no, I am, I am aware of. I listen. Listen. I joined yeah. MySpace in fifth grade. I like. I made a PowerPoint yeah. to my mom. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just like, "Mom, please, um, please let me. I want to be where the people are." Literally, like me, just like screaming, the Little Mermaid. Um, <laughs> it's just like, why was I so desperate to have those like fucking huge glitter banners on I my? I just want a top eight. <laughs> on it, like it was so embarrassing. Um, no, I understand who that Tom is, but I was just, I just thought that you were, like, on it with me, that, like, yeah, Tom, like, wearing a suit to work, and just, like, <laughs> keeping tabs on how many times I watch airplanes oh in a separate God. tab, Tom. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's always been Tom for MySpace, always. <laughs> oh, my God. So, backstory on why we're talking about this. Hi, welcome to Into the Twilight. H- hello. Um, <laughs> we'll get to Twilight maybe today. Maybe in, like, a half an hour, you know, yeah. like, how this goes. You we'll you know you know how this goes at this point. <laughs> um, so, I was just telling Cody that I switched their contact photo in my phone to this really obscure photo <laughs> <laughs> from something that we saw on Twitter like a little bit ago but also and looks exactly like me so. it's, it literally is just this like funky candle but it looks exactly like <laughs> Cody. So and like if i had that like google arts and culture app that would tell you what you look like in a museum like your doppelganger is which i can't because in illinois you're not allowed to which is a crime Wait, what? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It's one of two states. It's Illinois and Texas that, like, we have really weird, like, privacy laws. Or, like, really specific privacy laws. So, like... Whoa. It's They're playing it safe because it's like, we don't really like it when corporations, like, are able to, like, access your personal data in any way. And so they're like, we probably should just, should, just shouldn't let this happen across the board. Um, Yo, so, yeah, that's a good I, idea. If anyone wants to take a photo of me and put me in that app, that'd be great. <laughs> That's a good idea. But yeah, no, this photo looks exactly like you. It's a small candle that's pissed. <laughs> it's great. Um, so I was like, hey, Cody, I changed your photo. And then I found out that apparently for two years now, Cody and I haven't been friends because Cody didn't have a contact photo of me. Listen. <laughs> so I love that we do this every week. And um, apparently we've been enemies so that's great (laughs) married enemies it's great i love this Um, oh my god (laughs) i love being you know like a a straight married couple apparently Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but then uh, you changed it to tom and that's how this conversation got started the almighty tom fuck fuck i can't believe that i just like i'm literally seeing math <laughs> in my head right now, <laughs> like all the pieces are coming together. <laughs> uh, so hi, welcome to Into the Twilight, um, <laughs> where all the connections are made in such a visceral way. Such a beautiful touch. Um, way. That was not where I wanted my announcements check-in to go. But hi, Cody, how are you doing today? I, I'm great. You know, I'm glad we're talking about MySpace. I'm glad we're talking about all of the things that really matter to me. Sure. 
I can't believe that you guys don't have the Google Arts and Culture app. I know. Me and Texas. And Texas is a big fucking state. Like, the whole state. Honestly? I mean, like, I mean, we have Texas, the app, but we don't have, sense. like, the, the feature. Like, the... Yeah. Texas, it makes sense to me, because they're like, government, rah. Sure. Um, I mean, also, Chicago is very, meh, government, uh. <laughs> Just the city. Just the city yeah. of well, Chicago. Well, I mean, also Illinois, but very Chicago, too. <laughs> That's wild. One of the things that I want to check in with you about this week, just because it's kind of like a preview of how the next two years is going to go with us, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling accosted by <laughs> Fifty Shades this week. Yeah, they are really hitting hard with their ad team. And I guess Seriously. it's the last, like, official movie, so, like, I get it. But, like... It's just... I'm... <sighs> I'm literally feeling accosted by like whips and chains <laughs> in a very like, like guns and murder and like <laughs> espionage. Like what the fuck is happening in these books? I, I feel like we need to do an episode solely dedicated to brainstorming. Like what we on, think like, Fifty Shades is. Yeah. Kind of like what we did with the Twilight series because like what the fuck is this series about? I, I thought I knew I, and then I saw a trailer of like <laughs> Christian Grey, like, with a gun, and, like, there was crime, and I was like, I don't actually think I know what this is. It also was before Lady Bird, which felt, like, really wrong. <laughs> Just yeah, that's, that's rude to Lady Bird, yeah. honestly. Like, I was I mean, with I... my mother in the theater. <laughs> I was watching Christian Grey, like, jack off a gun. Like, it was just, it didn't feel right, you know? What is it that I te- what was it that I texted you like dick guns or something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like your two cents review. <laughs> yeah, dick guns. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Dick Guns, our, our podcast for the next two years. <laughs> oh God, I'm just I have no idea what we're gonna be getting ourselves into, and I'm already so like I'm already blushing and like kind of clammy. Like, I just don't. I'm already, I'm, like, just nervous. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. I'm just not, I'm not ready. Would you like to talk about current events with me? Hell yeah. Okay, where the fuck do we start? Oh, do you want to start with the good stuff and then get to the bad? Then we get to the discourse? Sure. Let's talk okay. about Sundance. Because that's Please. Tell me everything about Sundance. Give me <laughs> Sundance. Please be my Sundance. <laughs> please be my Sundance correspondent, Cody. Yes, of course. Um, God, I can't wait until I'm actually. Tell me about the parka real... that you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till I'm like a real entertainment journalist and I can actually be there. <laughs> and it'll be like, let's talk about Twilight, please. Yeah, there's not enough Twilight content here. Yes. Actually, sorry. Fucking Kristen Stewart hasn't directed everything in this lineup. I personally offended <laughs> anyway Kristen Stewart's in this fucking new movie called Lizzie and it just feels like my whole brand my whole brand um, it is specifically yeah. the auto straddle headline about the, about the <clears throat> review um yes which I quote Kristen Stewart and Chloe Savigny have hot barn sex axe murder a man together so that's all it's I'm so about good. <laughs> Which is apparently just, like, this cool um, movie about Lizzie Borden, which is, like, the whole nurse, or not nursery rhyme, but, like, you know, 
saying it's about like took an axe, gave her mother forty wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father forty one. But it's gay, and I'm yeah fan. And yeah, Close to Vinny is great. Christian Stewart, great. She plays like <sighs> the the maid, the maid. It seems great. Oh, it's just so pretty. Like it just, just the yeah. the screen caps that they have. It looks so like the coloring looks so soft. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Just from this Ugh. one photo of their faces real close together, and like you could see like just their necks. Like I can already tell this costume is gonna be so good. Yeah, it looks. Ugh. There's just there's so much like cheekbones and. Ooh. Yeah, I'm very excited about all of it that's happening yeah i'm oh ever, i'm i'm very excited about all of it Can't as wait. you can tell yes yes thank you for your sundance corner thank you so much very good this has been the sundance corner <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have actual current events this week folks hey as you probably saw on our twitter and probably everybody's twitter there's some actual Twilight discourse that's happening that happened, I guess, last week when you're mm-hmm. listening to this. Um, there's this video going around called Dear Stephanie Meyer um, that was posted by Lindsay Ellis. And it's just a video essay kind of looking back on, in a shocking turn of events, Stephanie Meyer. And it's 30, 5,000 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's actually 20 minutes. And just kind of looking back on kind of the misogyny that most folks had on Stephanie Meyer, the Twilight series, Case Do, all those kinds of things. The whole Bella deal. Swan. Yeah, the whole rigmarole. And it's stirred up a lot of feelings, I would say, within the booktube community, within the writer community, within the fandom cultures, kind of everybody. All the bases. Uh, all the bases, because I think, as we've touched on within this podcast, mm-hmm. I think everybody has a story about Twilight, whether sure. they realize it or not, in in some regard. Right. And I have a lot of feelings about this video, mainly because, one, I think it's an important kind of content to bring up. Hi, we have... A, a show about this every single week. Hi. So for us, it's it's relevant content, right? So I think that this is something that should be brought up and, and discussed. And I think that the conversations that this has stirred up are really important. Mm. However, the actual content of this video essay was not valuable to me just because of the fact that it didn't actually touch on anything that I found to be quite valuable Mm. in the sense of, well, okay, let me explain that a little bit more. (laughs) Um, So Lindsay touches on the fact that Stephanie got a lot of shit for writing these books, right? Like, she got a lot of shit just for being a female writer. Right. That, and just kind of got the brunt for all of female writing of all time, (laughs) which is true, right? So in that regard, yes. But like what Lindsay kind of did with this was kind of be like, it's all good. And, you know, despite all the problems, like I would just kind of, you know, like the series is okay. At the end of the day, that was what I took from the video. And 
there were a lot of threads that I posted on our Twitter kind of unpacking the video and the analysis from that series, which I would look through if you have time. They go through some analysis that I don't want to regurgitate here because they're not my words, but I personally agreed with, which is kind of yes anding the analysis that Lindsay started, which is one, Twilight isn't has some important things that fundamentally change the readers of the Mm -hmm. time which is what we talk about every week here but it's not a great series right so if you take one thing away from this (laughs) it's not good right yeah and so and i think that is kind of what we talk about here is like it has had a fundamental impact that you cannot take away from the generations that have read it and we need to understand that and look at that lens and honor that but that doesn't make it a great series and what can we learn from that and so I retweeted a lot of things that were on there and tried to signal boost those folks And I think that it's important to kind of honor all the criticisms that are there and kind of take from it what you will. But that's that's my soapbox from this video. That was beautiful. That was a nice soapbox. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I mean, it's, for me personally, it's nice to have some current content right. on Stephanie Meyer and Twilight because, hi, we have a podcast about it. Hey. <laughs> so that's always good. Okay, so this last thing. Folks, hi, did you realize that we would have a Today article that we would be talking about? Um, Because we do. It's very good. And Cody's upset about it, but I love it. It's not good. It's not good, but it's also very good. So we have some baby names this week. And it's kind of great so this lovely person named gail cooper who i originally thought was oprah's gail it's not oprah's gail um but i got excited thinking that maybe one day we would have oprah's gail on our show really shed Um, some light on the twilight discourse (laughs) yeah um it's not but um this week we have this article titled baby born under a full moon howl at these werewolf inspired names I thought we would just read off a couple. (laughs) So, Cody, could you do me the fantastic honor of reading the first one off these names, please? It's fucking Jacob. I just... (laughs) (laughs) I just... I'm so mad. Half of this article is just like, who are... er, I mean, more like 90% of this article is like, who are famous fictional vampires? Here we go. Yep. Done. The second one is Ramus, <laughs> because why the fuck not? At least they're branching out from a different series, but we'll get right back to it. Don't you worry. The The fifth one, number five, is <laughs> Leah, so that's lit. Let's see if there's any I do love, though, that they bring up, they're like, one. Leah Clearwater is from the Twilight series, but also, in the Bible, she's Jacob's first wife. It's like, don't do that. So stop. Hey, shh. Hey, 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 don't. Hey, you know what? Um, they, okay, yeah, so number 10 is Embry, which, hey. <laughs> they, fucking so fucking Renesmee's not on here. I would have lost my marbles. 
Can you imagine? <laughs> um, just a honorable shout out. They put an, an, on number 11, Tyler, uh, <laughs> like Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf, <laughs> which is very good to me. Yeah. They This list is only 13, which seems like an unlucky number. That's a very odd connotation to put on a baby list, especially for parents who are often quite paranoid. Like, hey, we're going to put an very commonly known unlucky number on this baby name list. Sure, you know, good omens but, all around. Yes, exactly. So that's just a fun, just if, in case you wanted some furry baby names for you, <laughs> just fine. Okay, so we have some questions this week. Um, our fantastic Patreon, um, Jessica, asked... Do you think Emmett would be a vegetarian if it wasn't for Rosalie and the Colons' influence? Every time there is a conflict, not to mention when he talks about antagonizing, killing massive bears, he always seems to be hype for a fight. That is true. Mm-hmm. He is hype for a fight. I like this question a lot. I, I think just for convenience sake, like, he probably wouldn't be. Right, yeah. But... I I love this idea that we have that Emmett is he's a woke bay. Oh my god. <laughs> and um I don't think that he I think that he would kind of follow Edward's kind of old rule that he would like only kill assholes. Yeah, I think I agree with that too. And like he wouldn't kill anyone just for the convenience of it kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. And also, bears seem like much more fun to kill, and much more. Of That's a challenge what I'm thinking, for right? Like, I just want to fight a bear. Yeah, I think he. I think humans might be a little too easy for him. Like, sure. I think he enjoys the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a good question, Jessica. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cody. I, I honestly, I need you to ask the second <laughs> question, just because I. If this is, if I'm recorded saying this, it might haunt me forever. <laughs> To use as a soundbite for the end of time. Okay. And you have too many of me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's nuts. You're not wrong. All right. Which colon would be most likely to sneak Tide Pods into the brown paper lunch as my packs for all of them? And just eat them calmly while the humans watch in horror. So here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like Emmett is too easy. Sure. It's a predictable here. answer. Yeah. So I think we have to do someone other than Emmett. Oh... But it's such a fun image. I mean, it's not. Please don't eat Tide Pods if you're, <laughs> you're thinking about hey, it. Hey. For views. Hey, listen. Hey. Look, just get hey, real serious. look and listen. Stop. I, I can't and believe... listen. Don't eat a Tide Pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're talking about, right? That's... <laughs> hey, who's bad? Not oh, you. Oh, my God. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Because you you're not. I hope by the end of this podcast tenure that we've created for ourselves that you're gonna like find a way to seamlessly incorporate who's bad and not be so jarring <laughs> and not infl- <laughs> it's just like me just gonna be like saying like sy- the syllables of it throughout the <laughs> podcast so that and you can just you're... stitch it yeah it'll... yeah it's like a code exactly <laughs> it'll just like unlock like a secret tumblr post who's or something bad? <laughs> <laughs> If you play it backwards, it'll just, like, <laughs> unlock something. Um, no, but seriously, don't eat Tide Pods. I... Stop it. This might be, um, like, a hot take, <laughs> but 
I, I feel like in the, like, Forks High School canon, like, Jasper is seen as kind of, like, the weirdo. You know what I mean? I mean, they all, <laughs> oh they, they all are, but I feel like it'd be... It would be believable for him to be, like, kind of in a corner and kind of, like, sad art boy and, like, in a little bit of a darkness and, like, eating by himself. Possibly <laughs> Tide Pods. Like, I feel like that's yeah. a believable option if we're not doing damage. We're just, like, fucking go for it and just, like, get a fistful. <laughs> and okay. on those bad boys. <laughs> I agree. Because I can imagine him in, like, I don't know, getting into a dare or something right. with someone. And just being like, you couldn't do it. Right. And then him being like, you want to fuck a vet? Yeah, you want to um, fucking go Which, hey, don't do that. No. Um, hey, just that's not cool. Clear. Or I can imagine Rosalie doing that. Wow. Just getting into a bet. Yeah. Like, just being like, oh, you guys think you're so cool? Yeah. Let me show you. Like, oh, you fucking gross dudes think that you're like... In your own little thing. Whatever. I can outgross all of you. Here we go. Here's a type of... Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Uh, okay. So the next question. Any thoughts on what everyone was up to during the decades? So World War II, Vietnam War, Woodstock, any of those eras. Oh, um, civil rights movement, those kinds of things. Mm. Okay. I feel like you have Anything thoughts. right off the dome piece? Right off the dome piece. Um... I love the image of Alice and Jasper getting really high at Woodstock together. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think. I love that yeah, so much. And like hippie garb, just like killing it, being yes. real cute. I love that. Yeah. I think that definitely Carlisle would be helping out in the hospitals uh, during all of the wars. Uh. And Esme would be either at the hospitals or doing some sort of like grassroots like working at schools or helping out with parents something like like in that nature Mm. let's see edward would probably i mean he wanted to be in the war so bad um but i think he wouldn't do that you know with with age sure i think he'd probably go into some sort of I don't know, maybe teaching role, maybe, uh, I mean, he doesn't like people is the thing. Yeah. And he still would have been young at that age. Right. So, I just, he's just so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe research is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like trying to do something like that. Emmett, though, he would have been really good in war yeah just on the home front just like let's do the damn thing <laughs> or like i'm i'm trying to imagine those like cap training videos oh my god <laughs> like that would have been lit um so- okay those just trying to imagine them throughout all of that is really good <laughs> i personally am very interested in them during the like like 80s you yeah. know oh yeah oh <laughs> that's and that's era. fucking that was like edward's like favorite time for music or whatever yeah <laughs> he would be so lit <laughs> like, yeah. yes 
go. That's some good time. Okay. We got a lot of questions about cosmetics and beauty care for the <laughs> vampires. Um, mainly questions on like their hair and how it grows <laughs> um, and their nails and how they grow. And I'm very curious on your opinions on this. It's uh, like, ooh, yeah, I don't know. Ooh, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we should send an email to Carlisle Shit. about this. How do you do it? Um, fuck, I don't know. I don't know the rules. I mean, ugh. like it's like they mentioned in their questions. Like it seems like a lot of maintenance to do, like to keep trimming and like cutting and everything. Yeah. But, like, also, I don't know. That seems... I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe they're always wearing bad wigs like they do in the movie, you know? Maybe that's it. Oh, shit. My only thing is maybe the blood helps keep these kinds of processes alive. Mm. And go... Not alive. Lol. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But, like, keeps them going. Ah. But I don't... I don't know science. I don't know how this works. If you take one thing so, from this podcast, we don't know science. <laughs> yeah, I that is not. I don't know math and I don't know science. That's in very. Those are not my areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. But I'm very interested in that. Um, they do know makeup, and I do think they use makeup. Yeah. For so that is one thing that I am certain of. But I'm very curious on people's opinions on that. Yeah. So let me know. Okay, and last question. <laughs> this one, do you want to read this one? Because yes. this one's very good. It needs to be read in its entirety. <laughs> it does. Yes. Oh, God, hold on. Okay. Uh, while rewatching New Moon this weekend, I realized that Bella fully float like a butterfly, sting like a bee's the fuck out of Paul's face. When she punches <laughs> Jacob, she breaks her hand. What the fuck is up with that? What kind of plot hole bullshit? <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. This is such a good. Mwah. Like I love this observation. Yeah. My only reasoning for this is mm-hmm. that she, like, super sands this. <laughs> she channels so she, much energy. <laughs> yeah. When she was, like, with New Moon and going after Paul, she was just like, hey, fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I there's no other cause for explanation here, right? Yeah. I, uh, wow. Other than maybe she wasn't getting enough calcium i don't know maybe that was a particular low day (laughs) right on the bones front right exactly i don't know what are your theories i just uh, i don't know like part of me is like what if she had the vampire energy in her all along (laughs) it's always inside (laughs) (laughs) but also it's like like there's no way jacob's just like this mountain it's just like you can't touch me meanwhile paul is just like I'm a fragile Fabergé <gasps> egg. I got it. What? It's because he's the true alpha. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the so podcast, So he guys. had the alpha energy in him all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. Silly. I hate it. Sorry, Paul. You're just not the You're one. You're not America's Next Top Alpha. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Ew. Um, and with that, would you like to talk about breaking down with me? Let's go. Great. That's perfect. Um, we're... <laughs> Do you remember the friends clapping? 
<laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Man, that's that seems like forever ago. I don't even. Man. That's not. I didn't live that lifetime. <laughs> Man. Remember the good old days? <laughs> remember when we were happy? <laughs> oh, that's uh, fine. Like a distant dream. <laughs> like a dream in the wind. Um, a dream in the wind. <laughs> <sighs> we're getting so close to the end of this book, Cody. Stop. I'm waiting. I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tease me. <laughs> we're just getting so close. Okay, so chapter 31 is title talented Ooh. so you already know that we're getting into some special snowflake bullshit yeah i'm not like other girls i know i'm not like <laughs> other vampires like stephanie meyer's business card honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so we're leaving off exactly what <laughs> we're picking up exactly where we left off we're just leaving this book we're just stopping right here um honestly, chapter 31 it's where it ends <laughs> no, we're getting into such important stuff. Uh, we only have like 70 more pages. We're so close. So many. <laughs> like chapter 31, it says on my Kindle, we're 75% of the way through. We're uh, we're so close. So listen, this chapter to get degrees, start- you know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we're so close. So this chapter starts off with the Denali clan just telling Jacob to fuck off, which is a great way <laughs> to start this chapter. It was a big old mood. It was. They're just like, what are you, why, what is, why, what are they doing here? What is their part in this? Literally the same good. in my counter, like they're really <laughs> preaching to my personal choir, which is like, why are you still here? What is your, get, get out. Now... Pause. Uh, Tell me everything about your personal choir. My, <laughs> my personal choir is the um, the peanut gallery in the Muppets, like the two older dudes that are just yelling at things. That's my personal choir. And they're now targeted directly at Jacob and being like, hey, excuse me, you have no relevance in this book. I know that you want to fuck Renesme so bad and I hate it, but also please leave. You are giving us That's nothing. Good. Hey, remember when it took me 35 minutes to remember the words peanut gallery? <laughs> uh, one of these days when I get rich, I'm going to have a person that does nothing but remember words for me. Wow. And I know that that's technically Siri, but I don't have Siri turned on on my phone because I don't believe in that. Oh, um, I need a human being <laughs> to do it. And that's, I know that that sounds dichotomous to the people listening to this. Like, yeah, I used an app called Google Arts and Culture to take a photo of me and compare it to art. And Google has all my information, but I don't use Siri. The duality of man. Um, but yeah, I do need a person to remember words for me. One of these days I'm going to buy you a, like a fucking Echo. <laughs> Just so I can... I have an Echo. I, so what is, where's the line? Do you, where, where do you draw the line of robots talking to you? <laughs> Because when I say, Alexa, what is the name of that word that I'm thinking of? She's like, the weather is 45 degrees. And I'm like, that's 
<laughs> but Siri does that too. Like Siri won't give you the word you're thinking of. That's why I need a person. But I'm. But you have Siri turned off because you're afraid of the fucking robots in, in your phone. I don't understand why that's a that's different for Alexa. Because sometimes Cody, when I'm watching Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> Alexa will just turn on, and I don't like that. <laughs> and sometimes that makes me very afraid. Like. Christina will just be like saying blood and Alexa will be like, yes, master. And I'm like, what are you saying right now? Like, yes, yes, master. I do crave blood. And I'm like, okay, well, out the window you go, Alexa. Bye. It just seems like a weird thing for you to have, given that you're afraid of everything that could be in your devices. I didn't buy it, Cody. It was given to me. But you use it. (laughs) Well, you know, it was given to me as a gift, and I felt really bad just not using it. If I kept it in a box, it would still turn on. It's like a Furby. Like, I don't know. sold it. Giving it away. The fact that I had a Furby as a child is honestly, like, where this all started. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I gotta get back to this, (laughs) because we have a podcast to run. But, like, just think about it, you know? Just think. Just think about it. Okay, anyway, so the Denali's were like, hey, Jacob, fuck you. And (laughs) same is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, so Jacob is just like staring and just like drooling at Renesmee while this is happening, right? Right. And they're all like, Renesmee, you're all so beautiful. It's all perfect. And she's like dabbing, right? She's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, this kid's me. Um, (laughs) And during all of this, Eliezer is like, yeah, this family is like super talented, right? Edward, you're a mind reader. You're great and perfect. Bella, you're like a shield and super great. And this kid, Renesme, you're just like super perfect, right? And he's just going on about all this. And Edward, he like stops and he's like, Eliezer, what the fuck? Did you just call my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and Eliezer's like, well, I think she's a shield right she's she's blocking me right now so i don't really know and edward shook right (laughs) this whole time (laughs) what did you just call my wife this thing that she's been blocking me it's a shield but like you put a name to it so i don't understand (laughs) so they go on about this whole thing right like (laughs) bella's like I don't think I'm wearing a shield of armor. I don't think I'm wearing the suit of armor and metal. I don't feel like it, but maybe. I don't know. Alice, is is this what this dress is made out of? (laughs) So anyway, Eliezer goes on about this whole thing because he was in the Volturi for a long time. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we talked about this last week. He kind of goes on a lot about it a little bit more this week. Um, but anything that's defensive, he goes on about is called a shield. And so he asks Bella, like, have you tested this on anybody else except for Edward? So of course, Bella goes on and is like, like, (laughs) I don't know, like, it doesn't work on Edward. It doesn't work on Aro, but like Jasper can make me feel happy. Mm. Like he's my personal happy little pill. Hey, Troy, what's up? (laughs) Um, and... (laughs) Um, and like Alice can still see my future. So what gives? So, yeah. So <laughs> figure out my horoscope, Eliezer. <laughs> what the, what in the stars explains that, Eliezer? <laughs> also, another shout out to his name because like reading it so much this week, ooh. beautiful. Like it's so fun to uh, say, and getting it said to just, you. Ooh. 
It's just so beautiful. <laughs> so during all of this, Edward is just so, he's just so happy to have a name for what Bella is, yeah. right? Because he's, this whole time, he's been like, it's not just me. Like, I'm not broken. What? What? And he's so happy because he's like, I'd never thought about it as a shield blocking me from my powers. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And he's like, the only other one I'd met was Renata. And she was so different. Also, sidebar. For some reason, this whole week when I was reading this, I kept mistaking Renata's name for... Rattata, the fucking Pokemon. <laughs> and that's so fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry, but like. Rattata. I just needed to say that and out loud. I was like, hi, get... excuse me. Who the fuck is Rattata? I'm sorry. Yeah. So I just needed to air out my sins this week. <laughs> Anyway, so they go on a little bit more about the Volturi and all of their powers and stuff. We got a little bit more of that, like, last week when Edward was like, we don't, we can't fight. Yeah. Um, but this week we get a little bit more about, like, the defensive powers and all the bodyguards and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Renesme is like, Mom, you're special. You have all these superpowers and all this stuff. Um, but she's still kind of confused, right? Because she doesn't see the benefit of what her power can do just yet. Right. But we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but throughout all of this, it's important to remember um, that the colons only hang out with super special vampires. Because oh. um, we find out that Kate is also powerful. She's kind of like Jane in the fact that she can run this like electric energy. Mm-hmm throughout all of her skin which can you imagine if you were like on public transit oh someone just like God. wanted to touch you and it's like <laughs> fucking absolutely not oh ah. <laughs> uh, that'd be so useful actually i would love that God. it's so funny because um, bella was like as soon as she says that she like backs away and she's like i'm not gonna use it on you like what are you like, i'm not gonna fucking hurt you yeah, she backs away as if Relax. Kate like admitted she has BO or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have an offensive power. It's like electricity. It's this whole thing. And she's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, back exactly. away. I love it. Fucking demon. It's like, I'm, I know how to use it. Like, I'm not going to just shock you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. Um, especially when... Kate admits that she used to just be able to do it on her hands, but now she can spread it all over her body. Mm -hmm. And Bella gets hyped. She's like, you have to teach me how to do this. Mm -hmm. And she, like, crushes Kate. And (laughs) Kate's like, first of all, you're harshing my vibe. And second of all, you're breaking all my bones. So please stop. (laughs) Ma'am, ma'am. Please get off of my bones, please. (laughs) I need my bones. Please stop. (laughs) I need them. They're important. So Bella is completely just taken over, over the fact that, you know, last chapter she was completely focused on she wants to be, she wants to be the tank, right? Mm -hmm. And now there's a possibility that she can. um, And this is all she cares about now. Yeah. And it's great. This is, this is Bella. This is all she cares about. She's this Virgo bitch that (laughs) wants to take care of all of her family. And this is very good. So we love it a lot. This is when Eliezer starts to 
give some more backstory on why he thinks the whole guard is coming and not just the few that usually come to Mm -hmm. punish for the Volturi. So he explains a little bit more of his backstory, how he used to work with them. And Aro, conveniently, when they used to go punish um, with the Volturi, would conveniently find someone with a special power and would pardon just them, and then they would conveniently be added to the guard. And so he thinks that that's how this is working, especially because the Cullens conveniently have so many people with special powers, and that's very uncommon, right? Yeah. So this is kind of why Stephanie is making sense of what's going on here, right? Especially because, you know, we've already got in just this group alone, so many people that have special powers. And it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So then, of course, Eleazar explains Chelsea. Chelsea is one of the people in the guard who her power is separating allegiances, which is like, what a fucking power, right? Yeah. That's, it's so subtle, but like, can you imagine that person in a Big Brother situation? Oh my god. In like any reality television show, be like, mm, actually, <laughs> wow, that's a fucking power play. Or just like Ooh. in uh, like any Bachelor franchise. Ooh. Ooh. That's such a subtle, such a subtle power of just being like, hey, you thought you were friends with someone? Nope. Ooh. Or just like, I want to ease my way faster into the coffee line. Yeah. Perfect. Done. Like that's such a little oh. magic power. Oof. Yeah. I sorry. I just Chelsea's is like a subtle one that doesn't get talked about a lot, but would be super useful in society. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I thought most like applicable cool. real world power. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I just think that that's super cool. And so one of the things that Eliezer mentions that is kind of the most important thing about this chapter is he says that Aro's goal is not punishment, but acquisition, right? So he's not necessarily concerned about killing everybody, which, I mean, he'll do. Yeah. Because that's not, not, you know, anything off of his back. But he wants to make the guard as strong as possible um, and as gifted as possible, I guess, is the best way to put it. What? And so that's when Bella kind of oceans eight everything together, right? And she's like, oh shit. So that's why Alice and Jasper left, right? Because she remembers back to New Moon when Aro was kind of lusting after Alice's gift. Mm. And she's like, well, like if Alice left, then wouldn't Aro want you too, Edward? And he's like, eh, well, I don't necessarily have anything that he doesn't have already, right? But then she kind of puts together too, like, if, and Eliezer does this too, right? That Bella was already so strong as a, as a human that her gift would be something that Aro would want, right? right? And that kind of clicks together with the gift that he sent as a wedding present. So he was already kind of courting her, right? So it's all kind of starting to click together. And so that's why when Edward says later on in the chapter that the the Volturi was kind of waiting for this, and that's why Alice saw the vision, they were waiting and already kind of planning this. They just needed something to click into place for them to already come, which is so sinister. And especially for them to 
their worldly view is that they're the keepers of the peace, but they were already waiting to create and like control these people. Right. It's it's super gross and like sinister. Um, it's very like imperialistic, I would say. Mm. God, need some water. Um, Everyone, take a minute to hydrate. Yeah, <laughs> hydration break. We need to do that. That's a good idea. And so the chapter ends. This is a lot of like a backstory. These two chapters, I would say, is it's a lot of lore. It's a lot of uh, Stephanie being like, "Hey, we need to catch up on lore time." Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a hot minute since we have some whimsical storytelling. <laughs> yeah, and so the chapter ends with they hear some tires coming down the drive, and. <laughs> Bella's like, oh shit, Charlie's coming. Fuck. <laughs> Panic time. Um, but then they find out that um, it's Peter and Char- Charlotte. What? Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Charlatan. Um, it's Charlotte that Alice sent. So it's another round of vampires being sent in. And that is where the chapter ends. Do-do-do. So, chapter 32. <laughs> it starts off again with Jacob getting he's just pissed. He's he is the worst Airbnb host, folks. Like Yeah, that's real. He's so unwelcoming. He's just like leaving dirty dishes out, uh. just like leaving the toilet seat up, doing everything he can to be incredibly unwelcoming. And wow. he's the worst is basically what I'm trying to say. He's eating eating all of your chips that you just bought. Or worse, he's leaving like one chip in the bag. <laughs> like, yeah, he's very unwelcoming. We find out that since all of the vampires are coming in, that most of the wolves are are back on the res with Sam. Hey. But but Jacob. <laughs> Jacob yeah, well, is very much here with Renesme. Ugh. So, great. What about the true alpha? Why don't you just fucking be a true alpha somewhere else? (laughs) Why don't you just leave? Why don't you just Um, get out of here? Yeah. Why don't you just go take care of stuff anywhere else? Literally anywhere else. So, when Peter and Charlotte arrive, Alice and Jasper, of course, sent them. So they try to find out any information about those two. Of course, they didn't send anything. Mm-hmm. Like most people, they just kind of trusted Alice and Jasper's judgment and just arrived. Which, like, goals, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be the kind of friends where it's like, you need to go. And then you just, like, pack up and leave. Like, you just trust your friend's judgment. That's goals. So, just to recap, because I guess we haven't touched on this since Eclipse, Peter and Charlotte are Jasper's friends from the Blood Feud days with Maria. Blood Feud. So, that's just a, a good recap. So, as I mentioned before, this is lore time. So, we get <laughs> a ton more vampires from around the world, and that's basically what this whole chapter is. Yeah. Carlisle sent more people from around the world the first people are to arrive are this family from ireland which includes three people that are lovely i'd I... like to break into audiobook corner for a second here please <laughs> because please, please, please. decides to put on some 
excellent accents throughout the entirety of this chapter. Tell me everything. They're just like, I didn't even realize that they were Irish because she definitely went on like a Cockney British angle for these particular vampires. And it was like, uh, like she tried and I feel like she definitely didn't get like the forewarning beforehand. It was like, oh, well, you have to do accents because they're not from here. Um, no. Also, this audiobook is coming out tomorrow, so you gotta do it now. Let's go. Ileana, no! Uh, and it's not, it's just, it's a wild time. But um, yeah, that's my, that's my audiobook corner. Because in the movie, Siobhan, Liam, and Maggie, who are mm-hmm. the Irish clan, are very Irish. <laughs> like, right, sure. Liam's accent in particular is very thick. Thick. So that's Two important C's. to know. And then the Egyptian clan yeah. um, are very good. So that's Amun and Kebi, Benjamin, and Tia. And Ooh. they're very good. It's also important to know, because um, you won't have this until we watch the movie, but Benjamin is a personal favorite of mine, um, <laughs> as you'll find out later on. And maybe you've kind of seen it already, but um, <laughs> Benjamin is played by Rami Malek. Ah, uh, Rami! <laughs> so, very yeah. good. That is a that's a good uh, combination for a hard eyes alley. Yeah, so he's perfect and great. <laughs> um, and Benjamin is special. Well, Maggie is special too. I th- yeah was it Maggie? Yeah, yeah. Maggie has special powers. Um, but and not to yeah. But Benjamin is like special with a special snowflake. Um, because he can fucking influence the elements. Like, Earth, Wind, and like Fire. No this. big deal. Just, like, do you remember? Um, I was... <laughs> but, like... I'm glad it was one of us, because I feel like we would have held it forever. <laughs> like, I can't even. Um, yeah. But it's so good. It's so good. And the way that they do it in the movie, like, Renesmee loses her shit. Um, so it's very good. Okay. And then more friends come... And so Garrett is next, <laughs> and Garrett is so good, um, because Garrett is played by Lee Pace, and oh, I love Lee Pace, and so he is very good and very like soft and pure, and I love him a lot. And then there's like Mary and Randall and fucking um, okay. And anyway, so it's just like lots of people that we'll talk about later. It's like not really that big of a deal. And then, okay, we need to talk about Alistair. Because Alistair is grumpy. (laughs) Just like not in it. He doesn't give a shit. But here's the thing. I had a professor in my undergrad named Alistair. And he was Did you go to Hogwarts? What the fuck? Well, so he was British. Okay. And he so he taught one of my favorite classes and it was a, it was on romanticism. Uh-huh. I love romanticism. <laughs> but so his name was Alistair and he taught romanticism and he was kind of broody and kind of cranky. But he was young. Um and it was like perfect, Full of right? Life. 
but he was he was just like this guy. He was just like this vampire. And every time I read about this, it makes me so happy because I'm just like I'm pretty sure that my class was taught by this vampire. That's it, yeah. Um, which is great. So like they're real is what I'm trying to say. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and I didn't die. So great. Um, okay, we need to talk about the Amazons, Cody. Yeah. And I need to know your feelings about the Amazons. Huge fan. <laughs> Huge fan. They're so good. Yeah. Santa and Zafrina mm-hmm. are lit. Like, dude. Um, uh, it only took us four books <laughs> to get more characters of color in here. But, yeah. hey. But they're so well, fucking awesome. They're so bomb. Well, so in here, like, I think Randall is a vampire of color as well cool but there's not many right Right. so she just like throws them in here as well but yeah (laughs) okay so senna and safrina are lit their powers are dope um and they're just like everybody is like yeah they're elegant everybody is like like mystified because they're like super powerful Mm -hmm. right and so their powers are like they can just like make you see whatever you want which is cool but also terrifying right (laughs) yeah because you can you'll your sight is just like taken from you which i love (laughs) i love that renesme is completely taken by safrina because Uh. she has pretty pictures which (laughs) is cool and during all this Belle is learning how to fight because she wants to be a tank um, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And um, I will never stop her in her journey no. to become a tank. She needs to she needs to have this. Edward tries at first, but it's not going well because he's a soft boy and Except your does- tank wife for who she is. I a know. Beautiful, beautiful tank. I know. It's just like let her accept her kink and it's just not working. Um <laughs> But, yeah, he's a soft boy. He doesn't want to fight his wife because he doesn't want to view her as a target. And it's not working well. Which, like, fine. Yeah. But she needs to find someone else to do it. During all this, she finds Kate, right? But before that, we need to talk about some of the language that Bella uses to describe Zafrina. Mm-hmm. Because she's talking about how Renesmee loves Zafrina and all the, like, pictures that she uses right Right. but there's this one phrase that she uses where she says in truth though i liked safrina very much and i knew she wouldn't really hurt me the wild woman scared me to death and it's like (sighs) all right listen safrina and senna are from the amazon right okay so like they are literally from like the amazon forest but like listen did you have to use wild here did you did you really did like, you have to use something that has the connotation of them being otherly and like other world? Especially when we know that like the context here is that they are like people of color. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I just I needed to mention that because of the fact that like we were trying to get excited about like there being people of color and stuff here. So And just immediately. It's like And it, Yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So okay. During all this, Bella's fighting with Kate and she's trying to get better, but it's taking a long time because mm-hmm. she's trying to learn how to project her shield and that's difficult. Edward is being her guinea pig. 
which Bella mentions as receiving shock after shock from Kate um, as she's trying to project her shield, which, hi, we find out that Edward has a, has a kink, which is great. Yeah. So good times had Proud for all. <laughs> I mean, especially if Bella becomes a human fucking electric- wave of electricity. That's going to be exactly. so great for him. Kate is trying to push Bella to make this work, and it's sort of working, but not good enough and not fast enough for Kate, right? So Edward's trying to be supportive, but during all of this pushing, Kate eventually says to Renesmee, hey, do you want to just come over and help your mom really quick? And that makes Bella real mad. <laughs> like Hulk mad. Because <laughs> of course, Renesmee comes over. She wants to help her mom. Ain't yeah. nothing but a thing. But Kate does not understand, because she is not a mother, that hurting her child is an absolute no. Yeah. <laughs> Bella gets very mad, and that anger is enough of a hard emotion to push her shield out. It works. <laughs> um, and since her shield is finally working and extending beyond herself, Edward can't hear Renesmee's thoughts. Mm. So it's working. She pushes it beyond her and onto Edward, aka things are working great. There's a lot of description on Stephanie's part, like as we know from her by now, like three pages, lots of like rubber band and thin sheet and all that kinds of stuff. But during all this, like it's it's working, Edward's not being snapped, all that kind of stuff. Zafrina takes a shot at this as well of trying to remove the vision from other people sure so to try and have bella project the shield as far as she can onto other people and that's starting to work but eventually bella gets exhausted and she describes the shield as kind of like snapping back um and so she has to take a break but it's working bella did great for her first time around so that's very good but she has to kind of take a take a minute because it's exhausting yeah Um, that's fair (laughs) one of the the good things about this a kind of a laughable moment is when garrett kind of goats gate what sorry (laughs) (laughs) he um he kind of goats kate and like has her shock him um it's just this kind of cute flirtatious moment between the two of them so i thought that that was kind of cute cute Um, but the, the chapter ends with the two Romanians coming. Um, and it's not described very well, but the way that it's shown in context of the movie is that these are two kind of neutral parties. Mm-hmm. They're not liked by the Volturi. They're not liked by the, the Collins or anyone here. They're just simply here to kind of witness what's going on. And so that's why they're here. Um, hey. And by the end, in the way that the chapter ends, there are 17 witnesses here. And the way that the chapter ends is that Bella and everyone there, they're not necessarily hoping for the same things, but they are hoping nonetheless. And that's where it ends. Pew, pew, pew. So next week, we have chapter 33, Forgery, and Ow. chapter 34, Declared. Woo! Yes. All good things. So we didn't get any screenshots this week. So fake fans. Yeah. Um, but we are currently one review away from 50 on iTunes, which is good. 
So help us get there. So help us. That would be a nice round number. (laughs) That would be good things. So we have all of our $10 patrons this week. Hmm. And I think we should keep up the tradition of doing Reductress articles yeah, for them. Yeah, very good. Would you like to start us off? Oh, God. Okay. Shouts out to Rachel Black. I lived it. She left me for my Bitmoji. Okay. Thank you to Jessica Stanley, otherwise known as 20 Horses That Just Fucking Get Me. <laughs> Thank you to Katie Weber, also known as How to Convince Your Boyfriend the Crown as Part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> uh, thank you to Jessica Hale, otherwise known as How to Put Yourself First So You Get Less Prison Time. <laughs> Thanks to M. Zuli, also known as Ladybird Fans Are Begging to See the, More of the Fictional Sacramento Universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Holy shit. God, I love Reductress. <laughs> Please sponsor us, Reductress. Oh, fuck. Okay. So I have a fan fiction for you. Yeah. This was sent to us on Twitter. So thank Ooh. you for that. Um, apparently it was sent because it has the most kudos. Sent from Jack himself. <laughs> Liter- literally. <laughs> um, it's titled In Sickness and in Health. And it was written by Misty Irene. All right. And it was published on August 8th, 2014. Some of the tags include, because <laughs> I don't know where the summary is on this. So some of the tags include sick, cancer, underage, slash, possible M Oh, fuck. Um, okay. So that's where we're at right now. Let's set the scene a little bit. Um, and the relationship is Harry Potter and Carlisle Cullen. Oh my god, what? <laughs> so, why the fuck did you send this to me? Is what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> Sorry. And this, this is, is what from... happens when you trust the people. When you did it yourself, I mean, it got pretty bad at some points, but like, you generally kept it fun. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Now so it's this... just bad. <laughs> this is from chapter hell. seven. <laughs> I just kind of like chose a chapter because like, this was just sent. So, this is from chapter seven. Okay. All right, chapter seven. Before Edward could answer, Harry held up his hands. Whoa, that's not why I'm here, is it? I think you have this sexy, brooding, dark and mysterious thing going on, but you're totally not my type. Emmett fell off his chair, laughing hysterically into the floor. Everyone else in the room tried their damnedest not to laugh too, but soon they were all bent with laughter. I will have you know, Edward said, trying to look offended. I do not brood. Yeah, okay, Harry chuckled, playfully rolling his eyes. Anyway, Edward said, giving Emmett a kick in the side since he was still on the floor laughing like a hyena, I have yet to find anyone right for me. Harry looked over at Esme, then turned to look at Carlyle. You two are adopted brother and sister, but you are also, you know... Harry felt a painful jolt to the heart at the thought of Carlyle and Esme being together. Both Carlyle and Esme quickly said no. Like Esme, Carlyle... Or, like Edward, Esme has yet to find the one, Carlyle said, staring deeply into Harry's eyes. Harry nervously looked away from the intensity of Carlyle's gaze. Harry, Carlyle <laughs> called, trying to get the teen's attention. You said that Edward wasn't your type. Do you have something against same-sex relationships? 
Harry looks back at Carlisle, cheeks flushing a bright red. I never really thought about it before, but love is love, whether it's with the opposite sex or with the same sex. Grinning, Carlisle reached and took his mate's hand. I'm glad you feel that way. Feeling overwhelmed and a tiny bit lightheaded, Harry pulled his hand from Carlisle's and quickly stood up. I have to use the blushing. Harry turned and left. Too fast, Carlisle asked, looking around at his family. Jasper held up his thumb and finger, smirking. Just a little. Sighing, Carlisle collapsed against the couch and buried his face in his hands. I know it's hard not to claim your mate, but try to be patient, Jasper said, trying to reassure his father. Harry likes you a lot, but there's no doubt there. Harry has been hurt, and he has very low self-esteem. He feels he is unlovable, and everyone he has given his heart to has broken it. He's also hurting because he was okay with dying until he met us. Now he is scared, and he doesn't want to die, but he knows that he is going anyway. Edward added softly, end scene. Excuse me? What the fuck did you all send us? What the fuck? He's, he even refers to him as a teen. What the fuck? What the fuck? I need to go eat a Tide Pod. I, <laughs> what the fuck was I that? I need to bleach my entire body for having to listen to that. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, what the fuck, Richard? As we say it for Get bit. <laughs> this is an Earbud Media production. You can follow the network on Twitter at Earbud Media. You can also follow this show at Into the Twilight almost everywhere, or check out our Tumblr at intothetwilight.show. Our wonderful artwork is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosthost44 on Instagram. Our music is done by Eli Krause, who you can find at krausefilms.com. The intro and outro is done by kb underscore underscore smith on Twitter. You can follow Allie at Into Wild Places, and you can follow me at Dyke Discourse. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye! you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone hey dan hey what's up john i just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording monday yes uh what are we recording for oh it's our new podcast our podcast the the, the strange little people one, strange right? little people yeah yeah the one on earbud media production mm-hmm. you can uh, find it on youtube you can listen to it the one that we update every wednesday every wednesday dude when we have new guests all the time sometimes sometimes most of the time yeah and we talk about current events and stuff people should listen to it right yeah, yeah it's really cool i think people would like it um i mean you don't have to but i, mean, I hope you would did you put out the ad yet the uh, flyers yeah I, i'm doing it right now as we speak no you're sitting down you're no not... no this is happening right now as we speak John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week.